Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Aliyah Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Ben Castillo, the founder of NGO New World Together, used to be a financial giant in the corporate world. But after 10 years, he became disturbed by the obsession with profit, growth, and the lack of concern regarding social and environmental matters that went against his very own values and ethics. Within his spiritual awakening, though, he realized that in this era of fast expansion and blind global consumerism, the ecological, social, and financial consequences we are facing has resulted in a massive and obvious global crisis. Ben believes this gives us an opportunity to turn to a conscious and collective evolution to create a better future for us all, and perhaps that this is the only realistic solution if we want to avoid global collapse of potentially catastrophic consequences. He and his team are focusing on raising awareness and bringing new and unique perspectives about our biggest world problems with integrating science, psychology, sociology, anthropology, geopolitics, spirituality, consciousness, and futurism. He brings a lot of important information to the table as part one of our three-part interview. Please welcome Ben to the show. Hey, Ben. Thank you and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks for welcoming me. Um, so give us, our, our an audience, a little insight to what it is that you actually do. So right now, I'm, I'm the founder of an NGO who's focusing on the deep roots of the global challenges that we are having through an interdisciplinary approach in order to bring solutions. Okay. So one of my one of your quotes, I went through your website, and it's it's we're talking about the environment today. And I'm really excited because we haven't had an episode yet where we've been able to kind of connect uh, consciousness, spirituality, the awakening, uh, what's been happening on our earth right now and how we can care better for our planet and how this is all interconnected. You have a quote on your website that I found to be uh, really interesting that said, one of the solutions to avoid global collapse is a revolution of consciousness through a collective awakening, which would completely change the way that we see our world and how we interact with it and one another. Um, so what is your definition of consciousness and how would that change everything? Okay, all right. So there's many aspects to it, but uh, let's start with one. So first of all, for me, consciousness is about connection or reconnection. Because what we see right now, what's perpetuate a state of unconsciousness is what we could call the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And the shadow, as far as we can see, is made, is an heritage from the past, and it's made of beliefs, fears, and traumas mm-hmm. that obviously are not anymore in the right place. They are something that we've sometimes inherited thousands of years ago and that we still carry on today. Mm-hmm. That creates a disconnection from the self and also a disconnection from reality. So mm-hmm. a disconnection from the inner world and from the outer world. That disconnection, that disconnection um, makes us have behavior that sometimes are self-destructive. One of them, for example, is uh, uh, we will try to compensate what we are missing inside by trying to accumulate outside. Okay. So um, it links very much to um, behavior that are driven by greed, mm-hmm. selfishness, 
materialism, etc., mm. etc. Et so kind of like impact that for me a little bit. You saying that the, there's trauma to our heritage, mm -hmm. there's trauma to our humanity and things that we've been going through that are starting to feed greed and consumption, consumption, consumptionism. What is the word? Consumerism. Consum consumerism. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, so what do you think? I mean, yes, we can be greedy as humans, but what is fueling the greed? What type of traumas, what type of pain and what causes its, cyclical nature okay so it's very interesting for that uh, it can be interesting to look at our past history as well so um, we humans are just coming out of scarcity yeah? mm -hmm. if you look at human evolutions uh, humans have been facing situation of scarcity for hundreds of thousands of years yeah so and and abundance is something new to us mm -hmm. as a result of um, the industrialization, the entrance in the Anthropocene, the great acceleration that has Explain, followed. Explain, uh, because our audience probably won't know what Anthropocene is. Uh, the Anthropocene, the, the way I define it, is the era in which uh, humanity dominates the surface of the globe okay. and is able to uh, generate abundance through technology and uh, resource extraction. Okay. Yeah? And this is something uh, very new. So our cells, our DNA, our memory is still very much influenced by a fear of scarcity mm -hmm. that we've carried on now in this era. And so uh, uh, that's one of the... We are talking about collective traumas, yeah? Yeah. So one of the responses to a fear of scarcity is the accumulation of resources. Okay. Yeah. And this is what we see we are doing. So, for example, greed uh, um, is a form of addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And basically uh, an attempt to compensate an existential anxiety. Say that again? Uh, an existential anxiety, anxiety okay, yeah. inside. So, um, so yeah, and uh, uh, also a way to compensate that disconnection that is generated by the traumas that we have not resolved yet. Okay. So our in our past, like as we were Neanderthals and things like that, not having enough food, not having enough resources, things like that, we've imprinted inside of our DNA that we need to continue to consume. Yes. But now we've gotten to the point where we are at a surplus, and now it's become an immense amount of waste. So thus then we are continuing the cycle even though it's needless. Yes. Okay, exactly. so how does consciousness then change that? Uh, consciousness first allows us to come from a position of uh, awareness about the situation. So first that we are dealing with a problem of um, collective addiction in a way, mm -hmm. and uh, we are trying to compensate something that we are missing inside, which means a feeling of contentment, of mm -hmm. safety, um, on the outside by accumulating all the more material stuff, wealth, power, etc. Mm -hmm. So uh, consciousness is really important because it allows us to understand that and also to understand the consequences of never having enough. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about resource overconsumption, but we're also talking about pollution, ecosystem destruction, the six mass extinction, climate change, etc., etc. Mm -hmm. So right now, uh, it's almost like this, uh, this incapacity that we had now because of lack of consciousness mm -hmm. to recognize the self-destructive patterns in which we are locked is potentially threatening humanity of self-termination. Okay. Yeah. So we're in, the, we're in position of threatening our, our own existence. Obviously, according to science, yes, and according to common sense as well. Yeah. Because, you know, um, right now, you uh, can see in society very much encourage that because also there's a social aspect to it, mm -hmm. is that uh, our economy... Um, has basically used this compulsive need to thrive, to create more wealth, more power, very often in the end of a minority. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, there is an existential threat for mm -hmm. civilization, for ourselves in the near future, if we don't come up to realize what's happening to us. 
And if we don't understand that, the problem ultimately has to be solved inside of us. I mean, mm -hmm. To find the roots of the problem, we have to look inside. Mm -hmm. So it's not only about you know looking at fossil fuel or plastic or deforestations or many other symptoms of this ecological uh, emergency. Mm -hmm. Please to look at the root cause, which is us mm -hmm. and our own inner imbalance. Is this where, um, so I watched your presentation and where you talk about the three debts? The three debts? Uh, oh, well, there is, uh, in my presentation, so that's the old uh, stuff, we, we looked at three debts, so there is a financial debt, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, there is a, an ecological debt and a social debt, mm -hmm. but actually we we'll talk about challenges and there are more you now that came to the picture uh, that we, we, we found lately, so Uh, should I describe the three yes, debts? Yes, yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, the, the financial debt is probably uh, the, the economic aspect of it. So our, our financial system being based on debt, we are now accumulating a lot of debts. In the US, it's uh, no, I think over 20 trillions, I think yeah. 25 trillions. But globally, it's estimated to be at 250 trillions, which is uh, huge. It's 225% of the global GDP. So it's just insane. But the thing is that uh, a system based on debt needs compulsive growth, Otherwise, it collapses. Mm -hmm. So we are stuck into this race mm -hmm. to grow the economy because we have a financial system based on debt, which is ridiculous because ultimately, if we look at debts, it's just contracts. Yeah. yeah. And ignoring physical reality for a contractual reality, it's a disconnection. Right. Uh, uh, it's a little bit psychotic, I would say. Yeah. 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 Uh, another debt is the social debt because we have a system which is based on competition for accumulation of wealth and therefore power. And as wealth attracts power and power attracts wealth, what we see is growing inequalities worldwide, which is also not serving us. Right. Uh, and lastly, it's the problem of unsustainability because um, competition for infinite material growth or unlimited accumulation of capital or short-term profits on a finite planet with limited resources is ultimately self-destructive. And... Uh, um, We see the consequences that we see now. So, uh, yeah, again, ecosystem destructions, etc., six mass extinction, climate change, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what, like, what is the greatest lie that society faces when it comes to our planet? Because there seems to be, um, I mean, with in accordance to these debts, but there seems to be this kind of systemic ambivalence to mm -hmm. what's been going on and why is it not important? You know, like obviously people are like, oh, well, we want there to be an earth for our children and we're talking about climate change and all that kind of thing. But there seems to be at least collectively this ambivalence, like, yeah, you know what? I, I'm, it's not that big a deal. I don't care about it. Whatever. We're dismissing how much damage is happening to the planet. Why do you think that is? Uh, many aspects. Well, first of all, I see a, a collective disconnection from reality because today we still live in an era in which beliefs are mistaken with reality. Okay. Yeah. So um, just to explain that so that people can uh, a little bit understand the difference. So a belief is coming out of a human perception, just like mine, and it's always limited, relative, and subjective. Okay. Reality uh, is universal, it's absolute, mm -hmm. it's objective, and it's unlimited. So first of all, it seems that we haven't made a difference between both. So we tend to consider that or believe our reality. That mm -hmm. creates a disconnection mm -hmm. from reality because most of our beliefs are extremely old. They are inherited and they are old. Some of them are conscious, some of them are unconscious. So that's one of the first problems. Mm -hmm. uh, the second problem is, uh, from what we come out of our studies, is that these beliefs are being used to repress a lot of our fears. Okay. Conscious or unconscious. Okay. So in any case, we put our mind in a little cage and we feel more secure, mm -hmm. whether it's through... Uh, uh, you want to go through quickly the different 
main type of fears and different type of beliefs that we put on it or social constructs give me all your knowledge I want to hear all of it <laughs> but it's certain because we can really expand and I also yeah. like I'm afraid that you know I don't want to focus on one subject and forget all the others it's but, okay. <laughs> but basically from what we see we have three primitive fields mm-hmm. that we've inherited mm-hmm. and that are an heritage from hundreds of thousands of years of evolution right. first one is the fear of predation of hostility Mm-hmm. Yeah. Predation? Pre- yeah, or like hostility. Like, okay, uh, okay. Uh, well, you know, we've had to face predators. Yeah, okay, predators, uh, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So, okay. you know, whether they were humans or animals or even sometimes illnesses, like the environment has always been a little bit hostile. dangerous for us, yes. hostile yes, for yes, us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's the fear of scarcity. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have the means to produce as much as we do now. So mm-hmm. we had to face like situation of scarcity on a regular basis. And there's the fear of rejection. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are a social uh, beings. And being excluded from the group is a threat to our existence. Okay. Yeah, incapability to reproduce or to access uh, resources, etc. Yeah. So basically, uh, our beliefs are constructed around these fears and our social constructs. So, for example, uh, to give an example, religions generally will be believed that we use to deal with our fear of rejection. Okay. From God or from mm-hmm. the community, etc. Building essentially uh, groups that people can feel like they can form to. Yes, and where there is like you have moral, like you know that within that group, God won't reject you because yeah. uh, you you are following His law according right. to the belief. Uh, another type of belief, for example, would be for the fear of scarcity, is linked with consumerism. Mm-hmm. It's like competition, etc., will give us abundance and uh, will make our life believe. But behind it, what we see is the fear of not having enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The fear of hostility today, the, 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 the social construct that we see, or collective belief as well, because yeah. social constructs are established on collective belief, are nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strong borders, strong army will protect our culture, our resources, our identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of these collective beliefs and social constructs are actually used to repress our fear. Okay. Yeah. So the repression of fear is creating essentially a cognitive dissonance away yes. from. Yes. Alors, uh, yeah. Uh, so we all into these social constructs to repress our fear, and therefore we are very afraid to challenge them, even when they have become self-destructive, because they come from a time that is now over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so nations are, are a manifestation from a long-gone tribal time mm-hmm. when we had to fight to survive. Yeah. Um, capitalism is a manifestation of a time where we had to fight scarcity. Mm-hmm. And so creating abundance and, and, and competing to accumulate it was necessary. Uh, religions and all, etc. are also a time where we didn't know that we belonged to the same conscious universe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, we were very afraid of being separated from God or from the group, etc. Yeah. yeah. So if, you know, in, in that setting... What is your greatest fear about what we're doing to the planet? And then what is your greatest hope uh, about how we can change that? Okay, great. So first of all, I'm not afraid of what we are doing to the planet because I think it's a natural process of evolution. Mm -hmm. What I'm the most afraid now is our denial of what we are doing to the planet. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. uh, because the problem is that many of us, most of us, and probably me at the same time, uh, are still uh, uh, in denial of a reality that feels extremely overwhelming and threatening. Yeah? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the problem is that as we remain in denial, we cannot solve a problem that we refuse to face, yeah. Yeah? whether it's individually, collectively, and systematically as well. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest fear today. I see that what we are doing to the planet and how the planet is reacting to it 
yeah, by showing us all this toxicity and sending mm. it back to us is exactly what needs to happen for us to become self-conscious, okay. for us to transcend this collective shadow made of belief, fear, and traumas. Uh, but what scared me is our inability to deal with this reality mm. and to understand that the problem is coming from us and right. that it's asking for uh, um, yeah, healing. Uh, it's asking us to heal our traumas, to overcome our fear, and to dissolve our limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. So this time, so I talk a lot about this, about this collective awakening. Mm -hmm. And right now what our earth is going through, this wake up call essentially mm -hmm. of like, mm -hmm. Uh, those of us who have experiencing that awakening ahead of time are essentially pioneers. You would be considered a pioneer right now of like change or shifting of bringing awareness to that thing. So like, how long do you think that will take as far as like, we're, we're experiencing this collective awakening, but like getting people on board as far as like, what is necessary to do? What are the steps? What are the things that we need to become more aware of? There is a consciousness that we need to dive back into ourselves, obviously, and heal our own um, trepidations and things that we're dealing with. But what do we need to be doing action-wise for, for that and for our planet? So, so yeah, first, like, the, how long is it going to take? It's very difficult because I cannot predict the future. And as far oh, as I can <laughs> see, our potential futures are infinite. Mm -hmm. We are creating mm -hmm. our, our, our fate on a daily basis by our individual and collective choices and actions. So to me, it's very unpredictable. What I can say is that ultimately we are a collective realization away from this collective awakening. But also I can also see that the mechanism of denial, those collective beliefs, those collective fears and those traumas are extremely strong mm -hmm. and are not ready to let go. Plus there's a society that is established on it, mm -hmm. which is feeding on them and is not ready to let them go as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a very, it's very unpredictable to me. What I see is that the more we have realization and awaken and talk about it, the more we have realization, we awaken and we talk about it. So there's a virtue circle going on mm -hmm. here. How to be part of the solution or how to speed up this awakening process is really about first empowering ourselves mm -hmm. by getting rid of all these beliefs that tell us that There's we do not make do. a difference or there's nothing that needs to be done or that can be done. Mm -hmm. You know, we sometimes tend to fall between over-optimism and over-pessimism. Mm -hmm. uh, over-optimism, we say, oh, it's already won. There's enough people who are awakened and there's, uh, it will happen. Reality shows otherwise. Right. At the same time, uh, uh, over-pessimism, we say there's nothing we can do. It's all over. Uh, uh, it's already too late. Yeah. Reality shows otherwise as well. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's happening now. I personally tend to keep faith mm -hmm. in us and yeah. I'm very optimistic, but I know that it will not happen by itself mm -hmm. and by us just waiting for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Those who are awakened, those who are conscious, mm -hmm. must help the others to awaken yeah, and to step out of denial. How? Well, the best is first, don't forget that we still have to awaken ourselves. Right. yeah, Because that we are a little bit more aware doesn't make us lie like superior or anything like no. this. I mean, actually, the, the unconscious on the outside is the reflection of the unconscious in the inside. Yeah. yeah? So uh, just to be aware of it helps. But uh, yeah, and it's to, to participate by speaking our truth, by uh, helping in every way we can. And there's many, many different ways. I think the good news with that is that have, there are a lot of complementarities. Mm -hmm. So some people will participate by being healers. Some people will participate by being activists. Some people will participate by 
being thinkers and all of and this podcast is, people and podcast <laughs> exactly so uh, um youtubers etc so all of this is complementary yeah so it's really about um, uh, empowering ourselves taking choices and actions that help for this new paradigm and this new reality that is already already here mm -hmm. to be realized by mm -hmm. those who are not able to see it yet nice so there's something on your uh, one of your things that i watched that said um donald trump is a gift And I almost fell out of my chair. I got what you said, but I want to explain that. <laughs> As an American, this was interesting. <laughs> okay, why Donald Trump is a gift? Well, um, uh, you know, it's a gift and a curse. So let, let's not let's not be delusional. Um, <laughs> but it's it's always light and shadow. So uh, today, what we see is globally there's this light popping out, and as the light popping out, the shadow appears more and more. Yeah, and it's. Donald Trump, in a way, um, is helping us to realize that what is the state of the collective unconsciousness mm -hmm. and its nature today. Mm -hmm. I mean, by having Donald Trump, and he is a collective manifestation, not right. an individual manifestation, yeah. he is a collective manifestation of the American collective unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So by having Donald Trump, who is uh, incarnating this manifestation, it allows us to be aware mm -hmm. of what is deep inside of us What is what are, what is behind the archetypes of countries? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's really participating in this process of realization and introspection by showing us what is in the collective unconscious at this stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. how does it react? Mm -hmm. Because Donald Trump is a collective manifestation of the old paradigm, which mm -hmm. is very reptilian, uh, very fear-based. Can you explain what reptilian is? Uh, reptilian, I would say, is the old paradigm where. Um, Which is reptilian is like uh, you have to be predatory and fight to survive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically mm -hmm. that's the reptilian energy. Is like it, it's a very uh, it's very individualist. It's like the world is dangerous, mm -hmm. and the only way to survive is to fight to dominate it. Mm -hmm. That's the reptilian energy, and that's the energy of the old world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is still predominating our society today. If it wasn't, it's also a patriarchal energy, you yeah. know, a very masculine energy. So the archetype that comes out uh, is, you know, the uh, the strong male, alpha male, who's powerful and who's going to uh, uh, scare his enemy and reassure his people. So that's the old paradigm, and 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 clearly Donald Trump must be seen as a manifestation of the old paradigm, mm -hmm. so that we can understand what's behind that old paradigm and how to deal with it, mm -hmm. not with hate, not with rejection, but with understanding, acceptance, and compassion. So we can essentially shape, shift that into the new paradigm, a more balanced, a more masculine and feminine. Yes. Um, there was something interesting. I always said that like right now, this conscious awakening that's happening is like when you move the couch and a bunch of roaches scatter, like, you know, it's like bringing light to that. So as we, yes. the bigger the light comes on this side, the bigger the shadows that we can see on the other side. So we're yes. kind of like, as they said, cleaning the swamp. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's a projection, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is. Um, so I, I think that's so interesting just because at the time right now that we're in is so crucial crucial for uh, as a catalyst, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're experiencing a lot of these detriments and things that are happening to our earth, to our politics, to our philosophy, to our society, um, and our consumerism. That is now, for those, it's causing all this contrast, essentially. So there's a lot of fear as you said and then a lot of people who are like yo this is the time it's now like let's mm -hmm. go let's get mm -hmm. ready um so 
I, I wanted to talk to you about like uh, a little bit deeper about the Anthropocene. How do you say that? Mm-hmm. Anthropocene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something about what you call overshoot day. Yes. And so what, like, what is that? And like, when we're talking about our global footprint, how bad is it right now? Okay. Thank you very much for asking that because um, it's, it's basically, this leads us to talk about global sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because ultimately what needs to be understood is that sustainability is not something that we will achieve locally. It's something that we can only achieve globally. Yes. Yeah, it's either humanity functions in a way that are sustainable, mm-hmm. which means respecting the limits of the planet, mm-hmm. or it is not. And what you're talking about now, allow me to explain how this works, because it is very much misunderstood, mm-hmm. simply because we are not used to look at our reality in global and holistic ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to explain this, I will use uh, two principles that are very quite easy to understand. The first one is Earth's biocapacity. Earth's biocapacity, okay. Yeah, if, if, I, if my, my uh, French accent is... Uh, it's okay, I'm, I'm helping. You can. <laughs> and, and the second one is uh, humanity's ecological footprint. Mm-hmm. So again, we are, look, we are looking at uh, that in a global... Globally. So what is Earth's biocapacity? So Earth first can be seen as a living organism Mm -hmm. in a way, in a way that it, it regenerates the the resources that we use to live our life. It absorbs the reduction, the rejection Mm -hmm. that we uh, generate and it repairs the damage that we deal to our ecosystems. Mm -hmm. In the other hand, humanity's ecological footprint is the amount of resources that we extract from hers, it's the amount of pollution that we reject in the process mm-hmm. and it's the amount of damage that we deal to the planet ecosystems. Yeah. So what happens, uh, um, we are talking about overshoot day. Overshoot day is when basically humanity ecological uh, footprint overshoot Earth's biocapacity. Okay. When we start to take more resources than the planet can regenerate, when we start to reject more pollution that the planet can absorb, when we start to deal, uh, uh, to inflict more damages to the planet ecosystem, that it can repair. That means that we enter an ecological debt. That's the definition of being unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what happens when we enter this ecological debt, when we overshoot the biocapacity of the planet? So it's resource overconsumption, ecosystem destruction, pollution, six mass extension, and climate change. What was this, uh, the fourth one? Systemic. Uh, uh, six mass extinction. Okay. Well, I may, Seismic uh, extinction. Right? Six mass extinction is the disparation of it's the destruction of wildlife. Ah, okay, basically, okay, yeah, yeah. So wildlife species. So just to give us statistics to understand the scale. Six mass. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, the, the the scale of the problem is. Uh, science scientific now estimate that we've lost about sixty percent of wildlife in less than fifty years. So 60%? it's huge. Yes, it's huge. Sure. Uh, um, in France, for example, um, and there is strong researchers uh, um, showing that it's seventy percent of the of insects, wow. of the insects biomass that mm-hmm. have disappeared in about thirty years. Wow! So it's massive. Yeah, it's massive, and we have to see that the, in those ecosystems, everything is interdependent and interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's not only when insects disappear, well, birds follow because they feed on insects. When birds disappear, then something else follows, etc. So we are really pulling the string too hard and risking uh, an ecological collapse yeah, mm-hmm. at a global scale if we do not come back to our senses. Mm-hmm. So that essentially overshoot day then is the, the day of the year that we overshoot how much yes. debt that we actually... So how early does that happen? Do you know what the overshoot date? Uh, we already last, year, last year, it was 22nd of July. 
So within... after 22nd of July, we, the, for example, the amount of resources that we are using are, cannot be sustainably uh, um, re regenerate. Re okay. So it means that, but yeah. And it doesn't start over every year. So are we just running this but constant it, debt? It's a little bit like the financial system, you know. Uh, yeah. You add more debts and uh, until everything ultimately collapses. So uh, the difference is that with the financial system, it's fine because it's just uh, digital numbers on computers. But uh, with the natural environment, it's not. Mm. No, it's the 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 condition that we need for our survival right. that are being threatened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. So, are humans just naturally self-destructive? No. They are traditionally self-destructive. So again, uh, we are going to go back to consciousness. Yeah. I mean, the problem is not human nature. It's human unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. It's this inner heritage that tells us that we need to fight, to dominate. We need to accumulate resources. We need to fit in, conform in order to be accepted, which is completely disconnected from the 21st century reality mm -hmm. where we already dominate the surface of the globe. There's no more predators. I mean, we, we, we've done it. We've accumulated so much resources. We, we, we produce much more than we can consume. This is why we end up wasting a, a, a huge uh, part of it. Mm -hmm. And we can start to be ourselves and speak our truth. Yeah, uh, uh, We can be hurt now. So we do not have to conform to, to the dominant uh, uh, beliefs, etc. So it's an inner heritage. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And it's very important that to understand that, uh, um, again, it's a reptilian heritage mm -hmm. based on competition and separation. Mm -hmm. And what we need to move now from this, this heritage reptilian based on separation and competition is human, is to find our humanity mm -hmm. and, and based our relationship on unity and collaboration more than in separation and competition. So it's really asking us for a paradigm shift, mm -hmm. which can only be achieved with the necessary amount of collective consciousness, intelligence, and compassion. Because again, as all this old paradigm is trauma-based, fear-based, belief-based, there's a lot of compassion, mm -hmm. courage, and realism that is needed to, over, to, to, to shift it. So what is your solution? Like, how, how do we become more conscious, more unified? Um, you know, what are the, I mean, you've got this, this company, like where you're trying to bring awareness to this type of thing. Um, so obviously you're doing your part, but what have you seen in, even in the small steps that has been working towards bringing people towards their consciousness and making this shift? Uh, it's hard to say because my solution is just my solution. And I believe that there are as many, as many solutions as there are people on this planet and mm -hmm. everybody must find is solution. Yeah. So I think the first solution is to be aware of what is happening, to accept it, not run away from it, not, you know, reinvent a set of beliefs to cut away from, to cut ourselves away from that reality and understand that all of this is here to teach us a lesson. Mm -hmm. All of the, all of this is a call for remembering that we are one. To for what? To, to remember oh, to that remember. we are one, mm -hmm. to reconnect to our true, to our true essence, which is connected to everything else, to recognize that we are all interdependent and interconnected. So to me, again, is really about my solution is to, f to have the courage to face this reality, to not see it as threatening, but to see it as an opportunity yeah. for collective realization, awakening of consciousness and evolution. Mm -hmm. So, 
what in your mind then, uh, what is, what does the future look like? I think I read something on your site about the three features. <laughs> so, uh, yes, alors first, for me, the, the future looks very uncertain because, um, when I look at the quantum field, for example, or when I project my, my, my consciousness into the future, what I see is an infinite amount of potential. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, but to make it simple and a little bit more, more clear, I would say that what I see personally is three types of different futures. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably start from the most scary one yeah. uh, um, to the most uh, um, attractive one. So the most scary one is a future which could see the end, the self-termination of humanity following a collapse of our civilization because we refuse to acknowledge the limits of our planet, yeah. uh, the nature of our collective unconsciousness, and we push it to the limits. Yeah. So... That's the most scary one. There's an alternative future that many people are working on in our society, notably most of the elites, is a technological revolution, mm -hmm. which means that we will compensate our collective unconsciousness with technology. Okay. Artificial intelligence. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what they are betting on. Yeah. yeah. So some yeah. plan to, you know, uh, colonize March <laughs> and probably escape there. Yeah. Uh, some plan that, Upload you know, with artificial intelligence, yeah. etc. Yeah. So it's, uh, 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 it's okay. It's like, we know that we are self-destructive, but technology will save us. The problem with that is, is that it is not questioning the mechanical thinking, the mm -hmm. inherited mechanical thinking that is, that has put us into that situation. Mm -hmm. So it is very dangerous because it is likely to turn into some kind of 1984 or mm -hmm. Blade Runner scenario mm -hmm. that personally I wouldn't enjoy. Yeah. And, and it's dangerous even for the elite who are betting on it because they probably believe that they will dominate with robotization and artificial intelligence. But I don't think it's a safe future for anyone. Mm -hmm. Of course, the last uh, uh, future and the one that I'm trying to, to uh, you know, manifest mm -hmm that we are trying to manifest, obviously, here, uh, is a collective awakening of consciousness that uh, also use technology, and uh, uh, but that recognize that we are all interdependent and interconnected, and that therefore behaving in predatory ways toward our natural environment, animals, mm -hmm. or ourselves, can only lead to our self-destruction. Mm -hmm. yeah. So for yourself, Benjamin, um, what, what got you, cause I, I love how you come from the approach of very logical and scientific and it's highly intellectual. Um, but for yourself on a personal level, what's your story? What got you here? Why are you so passionate about this? Okay. So, um, it's a very good question. Thanks for asking it. I'm, I'm a dropout from the corporate world. Mm -hmm. So I've had a, a very successful corporate career. But before I had that corporate career, I already had serious doubt about our society sustainability. So my corporate career was just an attempt to conform mm -hmm. and to show that, to prove my parents and myself that I could be successful and mm -hmm. I can reach like uh, uh, high positions. So I was like a manager, then a senior manager, and then an expert consultant. But during all this career, uh, all this fear about what we are heading toward and the sustainability of the the current global economy were just confirmed. Mm -hmm. So at the time, I couldn't vocalize it, but what I could feel is that, oh, we are heading towards self-destruction. And what I could see in that in my corporate world is people who just think about short-term profits, mm -hmm. who just think about making more money this month or the previous months, and that do not have time to think about ecological, social consequences, etc. Mm -hmm. So by observing the, the behavior, which really I remember feeling like some of my, uh, all these people around me look like addicts, especially like the top management, the CEO, mm -hmm. etc. Um, I, I could connect somehow 
more or less consciously the dots with the scientific reports that we hear about the ecological situations. So that created a cognitive dissonance in me that mm-hmm. become more and more difficult um, to digest. Yeah. I mean, on one side, I was having the career of my life. I mean, on top of that, I did my corporate career in Bali. So you can imagine it's mm-hmm. what many people would love to have. Yeah. So I had, you know, money, uh, recognition, uh, woman, everything that, that you know, uh, a guy, is, uh, an unconscious guy could have asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the other hand, I could see that, wow, I am part of I am taking part of a self-destructive system. Yeah. Um, so it became a little bit difficult to, to live with these two confronting reality and I ultimately decided to quit my corporate career. So at the time I was very reptilian as well. So all I could imagine to um, try to stop this, this self-destructive process was to go and fight the bad guys in the Borneo forest, etc. It didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up feeling so stressed that I went to a, a, a meditative retreat mm-hmm. and then I had my own consciousness awakening, mm-hmm. which was very ungrounding in the first place. The reason why uh, I speak in very logical, intellectual and most scientific ways is because me, my, my spiritual awakening was very ungrounding. I ended up in the psychiatric hospital a few times. So I had to really rationalize mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, the energies that I, uh, uh, my intuition and the energy that I could connect to mm-hmm. extremely strong so that I could digest it uh, um, and go on with the mission that I'm doing today. So, so it was part of the process. Wow. The way you talk about that is very similar to what I, I recognize as someone who is very strong intuitionally or has a lot of like strength in their upper chakras. When you get that download of information, how if you're not grounded, you fall over. Yes. And so go ahead. Yeah, so, so basically, if you're not grounded, uh, or if you, um, again, it's back, what, what sent me to the psychiatric hospital in a way was the traumas I had not dealt with, mm-hmm. uh, my unconscious fears, uh, my, uh, unconscious beliefs, mm-hmm. uh, which mean that, uh, basically, the, the high energy that I would connect was misinterpreted. Very often taken by the ego mm. as a self-gratification. You know, I am the savior. I am the alpha. I am going to... Uh, uh, there was a strong willing to dominate at the time. Mm-hmm. So I will connect a very powerful energy. And then I will try to use it to dominate others. Mm. But that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And what I realized after that is... Uh, so your spirituality still came through with your reptilian belief exactly. system. And you still tried to use it as... And spirituality was like, fuck no, sorry. Like, we're yes, take yes. You in a oh, it didn't way. work out. I mean, just yeah. like, it's, it's like combining, you know, uh, uh, it's just too explosive. Yeah. So I really had to walk and ground myself to understand what's happening and also to, 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 to understand others' reactions as well. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, wow, why are you putting me in a psychiatric hospital? I'm telling the truth mm-hmm. that will save us all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it took me, it took me a, a, a bit of time to, uh, uh, be able to rationalize, uh, um, and to put the energies in the right place, mm-hmm. translated, uh, uh, in words that people people can understand. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm saying the same thing that I used to say when I was being sent in my psychiatric hospital, but just in ways that people can understand. Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, uh, Cause like, uh, I'm kind of crazy too. So I'm curious. <laughs> uh, we are all one. Uh, there's no more separation. We need to share everything now. So I was telling my friends, let's put all our bank accounts together and all our property <laughs> together and let's just like spread all over the world and we need to do it now. And so my friends were looking at me weird like, Benjamin, I think you are not very well. And so I would get angry. Mm-hmm. Say, you are wrong. Actually, I can see the demon in you uh, uh, who's trying to separate uh, you from me. And, mm-hmm. uh, and and of course, people will freak out. Yeah. yeah? Uh, simply because 
I was also misinterpreting the message. Mm -hmm. And what I could see, what I can see now, is that there was a big ego trying to say, I want to dominate the world. Mm. And have it all for me. Yeah. Wow. See, I think that takes a, an a intense amount of consciousness to, to come to that realization. Yes. Uh, especially for like, I mean, given that you from your background, right? Uh, you're white male. You've come from uh, like a, a pretty corporate background, like where you had a lot of money. You had a lot of things. There's a lot of uh, perhaps privilege or things that you've gotten used to about the way that you see the world. And then thus when spirituality got involved or consciousness, consciousness got involved, it was still through that lens. Yes. And you had to take the glasses off. Yes. And that was like, it's kind of a rude awakening a bit. It was a rude awakening, but I had no choice. Yeah. It was either uh, stay on medication, go completely insane, or take the glasses off. Take and the take the glasses off was a painful process. Huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, of, of, you know, uh, my, yeah, looking at our shadow, looking at my demons and realizing that, wow, you know, I'm full and I'm still working, of course, on healing my traumas, my fears and my beliefs. There's so many yeah. layers. But I mean, yeah, I realized that what well, the problem is to be fixed inside in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this is not, it's, it's people reject me and put me in the psychiatric hospital. It's not because they are wrong and they don't see it. It's because I am wrong and I don't mm. see it. Yeah. So that was quite painful for me. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Oh, I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There would be some anger there for sure. I'm sure you're working through. Um, so what do you think, like, now that we've we've incarnated here, right? We've incarnated on this earth and we've been taking these seismic jumps. Like um, I saw in your presentation where it talks about just like the, like how the, the, the first plane in a hundred years and how, how much it's progressed since then mm. and how like before it took, you know, 10,000 years to get this thing. And then it was 400 years and now it's a hundred years. And now it's like, I mean, a new iPhone in 10 years and what the computer that we have, we're accelerating at such a pace. Are we going to run into a wall? Uh, yeah. But uh, that wall might not be um, that wall might be a realization and a shift of paradigm in uh, a shift of paradigm internally. Mm -hmm. uh, that wall probably is a transition where we integrate the past mm -hmm. to connect to the present moment mm -hmm. and tap into our individual and collective power to manifest the future that we want for mm -hmm. all of us because right now what i see is that the old paradigm is also a paradigm which is based on the past mm -hmm. we look back to understand now but we don't look further mm -hmm. it's very short-term based it's very you know me 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 versus them 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 uh so yeah we are going to run into a wall and i hope this wall is going to be a collective realization at some point, which we see a collapse of the old belief system and a reintegration of our creative power. Now, that could be one way to run into a wall. Another wall could be the collapse of our, of our global civilization, of our global economy, and of our global civilization. Yeah. So, uh, again, the game is on. Um, mm. Is it going to be the four horses of the apocalypse or is it <laughs> going to be the second return of the Christ? Yeah. Now, the game is played now. Yeah. yeah. And so everything is still possible. So what do you think about, like, I mean, as far as humanity goes in our incarnation on the earth at the moment, like, the, what do you think our purpose is then? <laughs> it's really what we want to make of it. Okay. I mean, there's not, there's not like, um, we, we... It's a big question. <laughs> I don't, no, no, but I mean, uh, our purpose is to experience relativity as human beings. Mm. 
And whether we experience a collapse of civilization or we, exper we experience a collective consciousness awakening or we experience a dictature of artificial intelligence and technology, it's still an experience. Yeah. Yeah. We are still achieving our purpose. Mm -hmm. Now, the question is back to not what does really make sense mm -hmm. and what do we think is more appropriate for us, mm -hmm. more enjoyable for us. And that's where it links to, you know, our purpose. Mm -hmm. So I think for me, what makes sense, but again, that's my point of view. Yeah. Uh, We're here to hear your point yeah, of view. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, yeah, to create, uh, uh, to learn to live in symbiosis with ourselves, one mm -hmm. another, our natural environment, and the law of the universe, mm -hmm. and to create a civilization that thrives upon that. Yeah, I think that's a great purpose to me. Yeah. I'm not very, but, but you know, for example, Alan Musk, we say our, our purpose is, you know, to invent technologies that will allow us to conquer the universe mm -hmm. and continue in the same direction as we are, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's very personal. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a side question. Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, but I mean, I don't believe I can, I can, to me, I can perceive, I can perceive it that we are in a multiverse mm -hmm. and that reality is infinity in infinity for infinity. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, of course, there are other intelligent beings in this universe. And whether they are us in the future mm -hmm. or they are other species living in the same time dimensions, mm -hmm. I mean, they do exist. And the reason I ask that is because you said reptilian and there's all this stuff on the Internet about, uh, rep you know, like how reptilian is... Uh, it's the conspiracy thing about how sure. it controls our government and things like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if you were connecting that or you were just no. merely. Alors for me, for me, when I talk, uh, I talk about energy and basically, you know, it's like a, uh, for example, a reptilian. For me, I see it in in a form of energy, yes, okay. which which can uh, be incarnated uh, uh, yeah. in a, um, through an alien species. Uh, yeah. but I mean, uh, it's an energy that says, uh, okay, I need to predate my environment. Yeah. To survive. Yeah. Uh, the same as Illuminati. Mm -hmm. To me, I don't see it as a complotist, uh, in a complotist uh, uh, way. Mm -hmm. I see it as an energy that says, oh, I want to have, I want to control, I want to be God and to control the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those energies, they are in all of us. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We carry them. Yeah. yeah? So uh, I think when people are talking about, oh, you know, the reptilian government, etc., uh, they are also talking about themselves and they yeah. forget that. Yeah. Or when they are talking about Illuminati mm -hmm. and building com uh, complotist theory, for me, they, it's their own building projection. Uh, complotist theory? Uh -huh. plot, plot theory? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Very often, from what I perceive with my intuition, it's a projection of the energy inside. Mm -hmm. Is actually, I want to be the one who's control the world. Mm. And, and those energies are in all of us. And honestly, they required a lot of work to mm -hmm. be transcended. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Because very often they are repressed. Yeah. Uh, there's moral aspects and belief system that, you know, makes us repress it. But they are there. And that's why very often, by the way, when people access position of power, mm -hmm. suddenly uh, uh, their great intention turn into something very nasty. Yeah. It's because they liberated an energy that was depressed uh, that was repressed, yeah. which, for example, is the reptilian energy or the Illuminati energy, whatever you call it. But yeah. the energy that says, oh, I want to predate my environment, or I want to control and be and, and be on top of everything. Yeah. So for those of us who are not in power um, and we don't feel like we have a lot of effect, what is it that we can be doing to, one, liberate those energies so we can transmute them, and then, two, uh, become more sustainable in a way that we can affect change? Major change. 
There are so many ways to do it. But I think, again, I will be very general and then after that, people choose what they feel. Mm -hmm. This would be their way. The first condition to be able to deal with this effectively is coming from a position of awareness. Mm -hmm. If I find myself in denial of the consequences of my behavior or of the presence of these energies inside of me, there's no way I can establish a solution because mm -hmm. I'm not even aware of what is inside me and what I'm doing as a consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is uh, really what, what one of the many aspects of consciousness is notably the realization of what are the consequences of our individual choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So through that, we can start to make better choices, better choice for ourselves, for others, for our environment. Uh, and learning what we've learned mm -hmm. and, and, and learning to 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 cut ourselves from all the social programming and uh, the mass media, the, the mass advertising industry, which is basically pushing on our buttons uh, uh, in order to get us into compulsive behaviors mm -hmm. that uh, that are fear based uh, and that are self destructive today. So it's really, uh, uh, I think, re reintegrating our own power is is about. Uh, self-realization and understanding of the reality in which we are in. Mm -hmm. So you you tapped on it just a second uh, about advertising and how it's pushing our buttons. Mm -hmm. um, I know you can go deeper into that. Let's go deeper into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like what are the effects of that? Because I think a lot of people don't understand that they are being influenced. Like we even now have a job called influencer. And so we're, we're creating out of our void, if you will, this compulsive nature to uh, continue to consume. But there is also that other hat of like, we want to influence other people. We want yes. to like the, the reptilian thing that you're talking about. We want to dominate. We want to be able to have that thing. But also we are being convinced, like if people are not aware, then they are continuing to take in that messaging constantly of like, oh wait, I need the house. I need the car. I need the 2.5 kids. I need to have this. I need to be able to travel and take a vacation once a year. I, I need to work for my life. Like yes. I'm giving away my time so I can acquire these material things. And then thus I'm still, you know, like we're, the consumption never ends. And then thus we're destroying ourselves and our planet. Yes. So uh, what's really important is that the advertising industry uh, is, is very uh, it's very smart. Huh? Mm -hmm. It's not conscious, but mm -hmm. it's very smart in the way that it will use our primitive fears mm -hmm. in order to get us to get compulsive, uh, uh, to, to buy stuff compulsively, mm -hmm. services or products. Uh, it will use, for example, uh, it will appeal to us, for example, by telling us that, oh, by using this product, uh, uh, I will be more accepted. Mm -hmm. I will be, I will be loved. Mm -hmm. I will be recognized. So that's, mm -hmm. we see it a lot in luxury or, you know, like, uh, fancy cars, etc. Uh, um, so it's really, uh, it's, it's a tool of manipulation because, um, it will use our insecurity in order to get us to purchase things that we don't really need or that are not tailor-made for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, just because we want to be accepted, we want to feel that we have enough. We want to feel that we are on top of the game and we dominate this. And we want to be perceived as such. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the problem is that, that that's very insane in a context in which we know that we are already over-consuming the resources of the planet. Yeah. That's one side. On the other side is that now, every time I make a purchase and I'm responding to one of these um, um, advertisements, mm -hmm. 
I'm actually giving, because money is power in our society. Yeah. 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 I'm actually giving my power to them and encouraging them to do more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for them, uh, the more they do, the more they have power. It's mm-hmm. like Coca-Cola, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Coca-Cola is the perfect example. It's the, one of the, com- it's the beverage company that spend the most in advertisement mm-hmm. and that has the most in terms of sales. Yet, their environmental impact is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Their health impact is a disaster. Mm-hmm. And their ethics are craps. The what? Ethic. Ethically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ethically, oh, it's, ethics, completely, yeah. it's yeah. completely corrupt. Yeah. yeah? Uh, yet, because they have this amount of wealth, they can have such a, a, a massive impact with advertisement. And thanks to that, they can connect all this wealth mm-hmm. because people don't see the difference. Mm-hmm. But we see an advertisement with... a. Uh, a guy super happy, very well surrounded uh, by by all beautiful people mm-hmm. and drinking Coca Cola, and unconsciously they are oh yeah, you know, being Coca- drinking Coca Cola is being beautiful, love and accepted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they uh, ran it's, an it's, ad it's, campaign when uh, some time ago where they were talking about how children needed to drink it, like oh this will make your kid happy and give them some like this is so much sugar for a child. But the advertising campaign and how they. They switched it to say how it wasn't bad for you. Yes. And, but because they have those advertising dollars, they're able to do that where people will actually receive that. The, and, and because they have all this amount of uh, um, wealth and money, they can recruit the best specialists mm-hmm. who are going to tailor made the pro, to tailor made the message in a way that it will penetrate in their deep, uh, in, in, in really in, in the deepest part of our unconscious. And what I see also is very often in this advertising industry is actually very conscious messages. Yeah. But that are taken by the, 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 the brand and used to sell their crappy products yeah. and that's really insane it's like oh my god you know like like consci- no wonder people don't take consciousness seriously yeah. because of what the industry is doing with it yeah uh, so it's very poly- uh, hypocritical and mm-hmm. very manip- manipulative and unfortunately it works well because we do not have yet the necessary level of knowledge understanding and consciousness to be able to protect ourselves yeah. from this mass yeah. propaganda and mass manipulation. Yeah, propaganda specifically. Um, I like to think a lot about like Instagram and influencers and things like that and how yeah. we're being sold on, even when we think about bodies, right? What is a good body? What's a bad body? Sex sells, that kind of thing. And so how many butts do you see on Instagram is just beyond me. It's ridiculous. But what people are buying into to alter themselves to alter, like, like okay, I have to, there are people that take vacations just for Instagram, for the likes, for the self-validation to appeal to the fear, right? I need to fit in. I need to conform. I need to look like I'm doing a certain amount of wealth or success or whatever it is and in order to continue to consume, but still feel empty. Yes. Completely. Completely empty. And again, so you, you see how everything connects perfectly. I yeah. mean, we try to compensate our feeling of emptiness by pretending to be someone that we are not mm-hmm. by applying to a, to, a, to a world based on appearance mm-hmm. and basically delusion because what we are showing is not the truth. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's just what we feel, just what, what we feel people will accept. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, uh, um, it's back to this disconnection from reality, yeah. which is uh, one of the key issues and one of the reasons why we are overshooting the limits of our planet mm. and in a destructive, in a self-destructive patterns today. So it's really all interdependent and yeah. interconnected. And it's really amazing how, uh, how it all fits in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really about, well, starting to be real and starting to value truth mm. over 
delusions. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, yes. no, I'm going to be myself, you know, and I'm going to stop to show this image of me being always happy, mm. uh, uh, always in the right place, etc. And I'm going to show who I am mm. in p- situation of weaknesses and strength and, and start to reconnect to my humanity mm. and tell people it's okay to just be human. You know, yeah. it's okay to just be you. You don't have to be like that perfect version of you all the time, yeah. which is actually disconnected from reality. Mm-hmm. Which is also probably feeding a lot of the void of our consumerism exactly it's based on it and it's feeding on it so our need gosh this this hits me kind of emotionally a bit like Uh, because our own humanity when we don't face our own humanity it causes us to continue to run after things that we believe will fill the void of our humanity and thus then we destroy ourselves each other and the planet yes and uh because we believe in it it's true but temporarily yeah which my reality always hits back. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, using a drug and having like sh- temporary moment of mm-hmm. happiness, but then having to face the void mm-hmm. and having to use the drug again, mm-hmm. and potentially in higher amounts in mm-hmm. order to feel something. And that's a void in which many people uh, who are socially wise, very wealthy, very successful, mm-hmm. very famous, are felt into. This is why sometimes we see like people which look like they are the most happy, yeah. the most successful, committing suicide, yeah. you know, or, or, or heavy drug addicts, or having all kinds of, 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 of crazy problems, because this is just an illusion. Yeah. That is not success. Yeah. That is not happiness. That is not fulfillment. That is not self-realization. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There's something that you had in one of your videos that says um, it's a pyramid, and it says why, essentially, why we're having such a difficulty with self-actualization. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, so it's the Maslow pyramid, and to me, um, um, there's we we in that Maslow pyramid is reflected as well. We have prioritized being accepted by others over loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's should be the other way around. Yeah. We must first accept ourselves for who we are, and then you know be accepted by others for who we are. If we prioritize. Uh, acceptation and validation from the external environment over our own validation, then we are disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we can create like very successful lives because we are loved by everyone and considered successful by everyone. But deep inside, we are not because we are disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that, by the way, is my previous life. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my corporate career, everybody was loving me. Everybody was considering me successful and happy. And I was actually obliged to wear the mask myself mm-hmm. to hide that truth that I was not happy and that I was actually running away from myself. Mm-hmm. But it didn't last forever yeah. because at some point, and I say thanks to what's happening on the planet because mm-hmm. it's a little bit like what stopped me from the illusion. It's like, but wait, well, we are going ahead of, of, of a collapse, something wrong. Yeah. It's what obliged me to really face myself. But basically what I recognize now is that in my corporate career where I was like doing sports intensively and, and party and women, etc., it's just running away from myself and from mm-hmm. my fear and from my traumas mm-hmm. because I did not want, I was afraid to face my shadow. Mm-hmm. And that's because I didn't understand it. Yeah. We know we didn't learn that in school. Uh, we do not talk about it. It's a taboo. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it, it is very threatening for most of us. Yeah. There, I literally just did an episode about, about that particularly for, especially for men, mm. not, not facing the emotions and all that thing and how much trauma that causes. And since we live currently, that paradigm is in the extreme and starting to swing back into balance, but how in a patriarchal society, how much harm that's done, mm. not only to our men, but it's a trickle down for those who are in power and how it affects everybody else underneath. Yes. 
And, and you know also uh, about patriarchy, I would like uh, um, to remind everybody who's listening that, you know, it is not only toxic masculinity. There's also toxic femininity. Oh, yeah. And, and, and they are complementary. Mm-hmm. I mean, on one side, there is, you know, the man is in power and is, uh, is the competitive machine who's going to find the power and the resources. But on the other side, toxic masculinity is like, oh, I'm going to make myself... I'm going to use my power, my feminine power, to manipulate that energy mm-hmm. so that I can access this power and these resources through the masculine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean toxic femininity? Yes, yeah, toxic yeah, yeah, femininity. Yeah, yeah. And we see a lot of that. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, living it's in Indonesia, I think you, you can know, see a lot like, of that. It's yeah, like when yeah, yeah. women feel disempowered, basically they use their seductive power to manipulate mm-hmm. men in order to access the power of men that yeah. they believe they cannot access. Yeah. yeah. And they feed each other. Yeah. Because men then uh, uh, use their power to access more women yeah. and have all this sexual gratification, which is great for them to run away from their feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, again, it's really a collective responsibility. Yeah. I really would like to, to send this message. It's not that men are evil and that uh, women are oppressed. It's just that we are collectively in, a, in, a, uh, in these patterns that is fed by both men and women mm-hmm. out of unconsciousness mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah. and out of heritage from the past because indeed by in primitive time, we relied on strong alpha male for mm-hmm. survival because mm-hmm. there was other tribes. I mean, there was all kinds of dangers and the strong alpha male were the one that were bringing us the most safety at that time. Mm-hmm. But no, we So that's what's balance. become what's most valued. Yes, yeah. yes. I, yes, logically. Yeah. You know, in the tribal time, it was uh, uh, when there was a conflict between tribes uh, who was the most fierce and the highest number of warriors. Huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the one who won. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay, so just to wrap up, what if there is something you want to leave people here with today? Like, what would your message be? It's really a, a message. Uh, the message I want to send is a, a message of faith mm. in, in ourselves, in, in each other, in the universe. Because no matter what happened, everything, it, it's, everything will happen for a reason and it will be our individual and collective choices. Mm-hmm. So we do not have to come from a position of victims, but we have to understand that we are here to experience and learn lessons. Yeah, that's the first thing. The second thing is that what we are facing is nothing less than heritage from the past mm-hmm. that needs to be accepted, understood, and transcended. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, yeah, that, that's really important to understand is that we are safe now. It's just the heritage from the past that we haven't transcended that's threatening all this, this situation. The second, the last thing I would say is, uh, we are facing great global challenges and great global challenges require teamwork and require all the humanity that we have inside of us and outside of us in order to be overcome. So it's really a call for your humanity and to revalue what we share in common versus what divides us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting with our planet, our humanity, and the universe that we share in common. Beautiful. Well, Benjamin, can you tell people how to find you? Uh, yeah, well, there's many ways. I'm very open and try to be as transparent as possible. So uh, you can find me on my Facebook, uh, Benjamin Castillo. Uh, I guess you can, it, write, yeah. you, can, you can write that. Uh, you can find us on our website that needs, I'm sorry, because the website is a bit outdated and I don't <laughs> have the means to update it at the moment. I think uh, it but was fine. newworldtogether.com. Uh, 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 
um, or Facebook page New World Together or Instagram. Uh, you can contact me through this means or the team. We are we are five today, uh, and we'll be very happy to, to to see how we can integrate. I also plan to travel around the world, probably South America, United States, Canada, England, and France around this year, and I'll be very happy to connect with people and do presentation that explains some of the subject that we discuss and some other that we are not that we have not discussed but that are as interesting beautiful and i will link all his information so like you said if there's some uh you want him to come speak at one of your presentations or something like that you would like to learn more you can find them at new world together uh thank you ben so much for being on the show thank you so much for welcoming again you guys thanks for listening we'll talk to you in the next episode bye bye Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.